Welcome to the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast, where theology and youth ministry meet. I'm here in our online studio with Todd Miles. Uh, Todd is a professor of theology at Western Seminary. He's on pastoral staff at Gresham Bible Church, and he's the author of some of my most recommended books for youth pastors. He's the author of uh, Superheroes Can't Save You, Epic Examples of Historic Heresies. That's the one we're going to be primarily talking about today. Uh, he's also written A God of Many Understandings, The Gospel and Theology of Religions. And most recently, he published Cannabis and the Christian, What the Bible Says About Marijuana. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Christology as we uh, lean into the Advent season. But I really want to encourage you to go uh, check out his Amazon page and just throw all three of those in your car and you'll thank him and me later for that. So Todd, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So I can see you just dying on the other side of the screen as I say nice things about you, which <laughs> uh, is kind of nice, right? So yeah. um Hey, I, I've I've really been looking forward to talking to you for um, a long time. I know some of our listeners might be aware uh, I am a, a comic geek and uh, co-host another podcast called Thanos to Theos, uh, which talks about comics, theology, culture, youth ministry, all those fun things. And so, obviously, a big fan of um, of superheroes can't save you. Um, so, how did that book come about? I. Uh- Really, just the the classroom uh, teaching mm-hmm. teaching theology, teaching uh, Christology in in, in particular. Yeah. Um, that uh, I I remember one of my professors uh, used uh, Superman as an example of of docetism, and it totally resonated with me. Yeah. Um. And and then after that, I just started adding uh, superheroes who embodied these heresies. It, mm-hmm. it captured. Two of my favorite things, uh, talking about Jesus and and, and comic books. So, um, yeah, and and it, it worked. It works really well in the classroom. I mean, even even the students who who would say they knew nothing about comic book superheroes, yeah, but right. heavens, it's just it's just part of like cultural knowledge, right? Yeah, Superman especially now with MCU. Oh and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so even those students who said they didn't know anything about superheroes actually really appreciated it, and and I started getting them on my exams uh, answers like I can't remember the name. It might be modalism, but I know that's the Ant Man heresy. And, and, and I, would, <laughs> I would say full credit, you got it, you you understand. Uh, yeah. Um, and um, and and then I I I taught it to a Sunday school class. Yeah. Um, with uh, that ages like teenagers up to octogenarians and yeah. i think they thought wow this is weird one one week with a different superhero each week um but when i i i decided i i gotta see if i can get anybody to publish this when i had a an elderly lady in the church come to me and say todd i just saw an advertisement for an ant-man movie and I said, "Yeah, that's great. Are are you going to go watch it?" And she said, "I'm not sure, but that's modalism, isn't it?" And, and I thought, "Oh, it works. It, it works." So, um, yeah. And then it was just a matter of finding a, a publisher. And and then once I 
once Rodman Holman agreed to to do it, there was some question about uh, whether Marvel and DC would sign off on it or if they needed to. And oh, so, yeah. Uh, we were we were in contact with both Marvel and DC about uh, about the the book, and uh, what we found out pretty quickly was uh, they don't want me to write new stories. And they yeah. don't want me to use the images, but but other than that, yeah. it's totally fine. They that's awesome. They don't want to vet every reference in culture oh, to yeah. to this. And it's another thing is that when when they found out what the book was about, um, because it, I, I we asked, so what about images? Would it be okay if we put images on the book cover? Yeah. And 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 when Marvel they said, well, what's the book about? And we said well, it's really a book about Jesus. And, and Marvel just said, no, just, just immediately yeah, shut it yeah. down. No. Uh, DC, on the other hand, was, they go, oh, that's really interesting. Let's, let's keep talking about this. And yeah. so super, for what it's worth. If, Fascinating. For, for, yeah. For, for all you DC fans out there, you can oh, wow. like, like put one tally mark there uh, on, the side, okay. uh, on, on your side. Because well, at least they were Russell, interested Russell in the whole Jesus thing. Right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Hey, um, it's always fun to uh, get to know our guests uh, as a teenager mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you a different question than what I normally give our, our, our guests. So I want to hear mm-hmm. um, who was your favorite superhero as a teenager, and um, who's your favorite superhero now? So if you had to, if you had to choose. Yeah. So, so growing up, my favorite was the Flash for sure, and and I I grew up in in the era of Saturday morning cartoons when that was the yeah. only opportunity to watch anything. And so, so that was I, when he I had loved... a hubcap as a helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think by the time I, I started watching, he was wearing the red. He deal. was. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Um, so I, I always thought I was fast. And so I, I gravitate towards the flash and, 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 yeah. and I still, I still really enjoy flash. I, I, I love the Barry Allen character. Yeah. Um, n- not, not so much in, in the movie, but certainly in the, the, the comics. Yeah. Um, and then the, the flash is, he, he's very powerful. He's, he's one oh, of yeah. the more powerful yeah. superheroes in the entire universe. Um, I, my second favorite was always Batman and then Spider-Man behind that, that those were the comics that I, I read. Yeah. I, I hesitate to say I collected cause I didn't know they were collector's items. I just bought right. them and read them and ruined them. <laughs> reading them. Does it break your heart now? Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I mean, I had like four or five years in the late seventies where where I was buying very regularly, and I just read them to tatters. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, they didn't come in the plastic covers. No, and and then, um, mm-hmm. and, but 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 now my my favorite is Batman. Yeah, so nice. uh, which is you you think you'd get more sophisticated than that, but I still, I mean, even like right now, I've got hey, there you sitting, go sitting. I, ready to go but anyway love it love it yeah i've always been a spider-man guy which again is like okay like how basic can you be yeah i've just i've just always loved like he gets his butt kicked constantly and yet somehow he persists and he doesn't give up and he doesn't you know do the wrong thing in order to try to win you know and so yeah yeah, I, th- th- there is something very refreshing about uh, about Peter Parker. He he yeah. he's not really an anti-hero, is he? He's yeah. at all. He's, no, he's got none of that tendency. True hero. 
Anyway, this is not Thanos the Theos. This is the YPT <laughs> podcast. So uh, let's get down to Christology. Um, yeah. So could you, um, as we head into Advent and Christmas and all this, mm-hmm. um, could you just give some definitions for when we talk about Christology, what are yeah. we talking about? Um, how do we differentiate between the person of Christ and the work of Christ? Yeah. Why are those categories helpful and important for youth workers to be aware of? Yeah, good. So, uh, so, so Christology obviously is is the study of Christ. Um, it, it it is the doctrine of of Christ, and and we we typically just as the way it's done in seminary and in systematic theology books is, is that we have a special category for the work of Christ separate from the person of Christ. And usually that's that's uh, either called the doctrine of the work of Christ or atonement. It, it's really a deep dive into what happened at the cross. Right. Um, the problem with, with separating those two is that nothing that happened at the cross could have happened if Jesus wasn't exactly who the Bible says that he was. I mean, th- there is a, a seamless logic that, that pervades the biblical narrative um, and I, I try to make that point in, in the Superheroes Can't Save You book, that in order for Jesus to do everything that the Bible says that he did, does, and will do, he has to be everything that the Bible says that, that, that he is. And, but, but all that the Bible says that he is is, is rather complicated. Uh, we're talking about a person who has two natures, a full divine nature and a full human nature uh, in the one person in the one person. And, and, and those two natures are, you know, without confusion, without change, alteration, all, all, the, all those sorts of things um, that, that we get from the Council of Chalcedon mm-hmm. in 451, I guess, AD. But, um, but th- there's really not much in nature that we can point to, uh, by not much, I mean nothing, yeah. uh, that, that has two natures like this. Right. Um, but it's, it's of vital importance that that Jesus be fully human and simultaneously fully divine if he's going to save us. And so that's the the, the name of the book that I did, Superheroes yeah. Can't Save You. Um uh that that and again, unless Jesus is who who the Bible says he is, he he actually can't save us. His his death on the cross right. might be inspirational, it might be uh, a, a travesty of justice. It, it, it might be all sorts of things, but one thing it can't do is, is actually save us. All right. So why is it so important for us to really dig into the person of Christ? So if I have a, mm-hmm. just a basic, you know, God became flesh and, you know, the word yeah. became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll sign off on that. Um, Jesus is fully God and fully man. I'll mm-hmm. sign off on that. And then to never dig deeper. Yeah. Right? If that is... So right, so it's a, a Chalcedonian formulation yeah. of who is Jesus, but I, I've never really dug deeper. Now I'm a youth pastor, mm-hmm. and I'm digging into the gospel. Right, I'm talking about the yep. work of Christ and the cross, yep. and atonement, resurrection, ascension, even the return. Right, and all yes. things about the work of Christ. But yep. I've never dug deeper beyond yep. just the surface level Christmas story. Yes, um, talk to me about that. Okay, so. So I, I said, unless unless Jesus was who the Bible says he's fully human, fully divine, he can't save us. But but salvation, of course, is not limited to um, a substitutionary atonement. It, it's at least that. But it's it's like like everything that Jesus does is part of this great salvation narrative. And and so uh, I I 
I'll, I'll throw like just some some statements at you. Like yeah. everything that Jesus is, He is for us, right? Um, so we we might think, for example, okay, um, we are supposed to consider Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men, um, so that we will not grow weary and lose heart, right? Jesus, the the one who who did no sin, knew no sin, was himself without sin, became sin on our behalf, right? So then we become the righteousness of God. Um, Jesus is our example. And, 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 and you know, the, like in decades past, there was a whole what would Jesus do sort of, of thing going on. Yeah. Uh, where, where we would get to the point of some conflict and we're supposed to ask ourselves, well, I wonder what Jesus would do. Yeah. Um, un- unless we have a good Christology, that statement is not, or th- that question is not helpful at all. Uh, how how is Jesus our help in temptation? How is considering Jesus who endured opposition from sinful people? How is that supposed to encourage our own faithfulness? Right. If Jesus was just God in disguise, yeah. Right? Uh, so we we might ask, well, what would Jesus do if he were in my situation? Well, he you know turn uh, <laughs> water into wine, or he'd touch a person and heal him, or he would command Satan to be God and Satan would obey because Jesus is the Lord of creation, right? right. And I can do exactly none of those things, right. right? None of those things. And so these, these biblical commands that are supposed to encourage us, if, if we don't have a good Christology can actually be discouraging to us. Um, so uh, so, but but if I know that Jesus was not just God in disguise, yes, he was fully God, but Jesus was fully human and lived an authentically human life. And when he fought temptation, he remained sinless through fighting temptation as a human does. I mean, yeah. heaven, so one of the most dishonoring things that we can think of Jesus is that he was sinless by simple virtue of being God. Yeah, I mean, how dishonoring that is to the to the struggle that Jesus fought every single day of his life in fighting temptation. He just never once gave in. We should just marvel. We we should fall down at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ because he he did something that for so many of us, like for all of us, it's just unimaginable. Yeah, yeah. to to never give in, not even once. And he fought temptation all the way the entire time, knowing what what lay in store for him if he succeeded and what would be forfeit if he failed um uh, and so so jesus fought temptation as a human uh christian prayer christian prayer is based upon uh the trinity where where we pray to god the father in the name of the lord jesus christ yeah. what what does it mean to in the name of Jesus. You know, sometimes we think it's just the way we hang up the phone. In Jesus' name, amen. No, 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 no. It, it means something far more. It means, uh, Lord God Almighty, I am coming before the throne of grace, not on my own merit, but because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for me. Mm-hmm. And so I can approach the throne of grace with confidence be- on Jesus' merit, not on mine. It, 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 it also is a way for us to almost like back check. I, I, I come with these requests in the name of Jesus, where Jesus had instructed us, uh, pray in my name, ask in my name. Uh, are these the kind of requests that are worthy of the name of the Lord Jesus right. Christ? Right? So, yeah. uh, and, and, and all of that 
flows out of the, the the divine nature of Jesus, but but also his his human ministry here on earth, where he taught his disciples to pray. You know, I it, it was it was like super exciting for Jesus to be able to teach his disciples how to pray, and so I think I think we should be uh, listening to him. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. I, so I, I, I run into trouble with this all the time. Um, not, it's not trouble because I'm, I'm right. But um, <laughs> they, they, I, I'll tell people, yeah, so, so, so when I pray, I, I pray to God the Father. I pray in the name of the Son, and, and I pray in, in the power of the Spirit because that's how, that's how the Bible teaches yeah. how to do it. And they say, what, what, you don't pray to Jesus? You don't pray to the Spirit? And it's like, um, I, I I will direct specific praise to those persons of the Trinity, but I am praying to God. And, and, and if I have to designate one of the persons of the Trinity, I'm going to pray to God the Father. Why? Because that's what Jesus said to do. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was really excited say, to, 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 to offer to the disciples this model of, pray, uh, of prayer. Pray, our Father who oh. is in heaven. And Jesus went to the cross that we might be adopted and be able to approach God as Father. And so if Jesus was that excited about it and commanded him, and if, I, it, it always seems really backwards to me. Because, yeah, but I want to honor Jesus by praying to him. It's like, well, honor Jesus by obeying him and praying the way that he taught us how to pray. Yeah. I, I, now, I, it's it's not like sinful to pray to Jesus because there is one verse, I think, where, where Jesus says, ask me, ask me. Yeah. But but the yeah. balance of scripture is, right. is go in the name of the Son to the Father. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway, all those, I, I went, that was a long answer to one question, but um, to, to, to circle back to what's coming up in the Advent season, what happened at Bethlehem, right? What happened there mm-hmm. where God became man? Um, hugely important. Like the, the, the whole biblical storyline stands and falls on the incarnation. All right. Of so it stands, it, it doesn't fall. So here's what I love about. Um, if I can call that a wonderful theological rant, the thing I love about that <laughs> theological rant is how that all splinters out from the incarnation, right? Yes. And, and that's the point, right? That's the point that mm-hmm. you, you ended up talking about prayer and how do we, who do we pray to? Yes. All stemming out from the doctrine of the person of Christ. Yes. And that's the point, right? Yeah. So, um, Golly, yeah. I, I mean, th- so if I'm a youth pastor, I'm thinking your your identity as a human being mm-hmm. depends upon the incarnation. Yeah. Your, your your hope in life and death depends on the the resurrection, which depends on the incarnation. Yep. Your your sanctification depends on the incarnation of Jesus, Him being fully human and fully divine. I, I mean, every single aspect of the Christian life is subsumed in Jesus. Better be all that the Bible says He is. I'm because uh, I'm betting my life on it because I'm I'm throwing I'm casting my lot in in every part of my life on Jesus being fully human and fully divine. Amen. Anyway, sorry, I, I, All right. All right. I keep so, interrupting you, but no, you're good. No, you're good. The, hey, it, so, um, in, in superheroes can't save, save us. Um, hmm? you, you walk through some of the major heretical teachings about yeah. Christ using, you know, superheroes as representatives. Could you share a few examples from those? And then, sure. How, like, what can we learn, um, both theologically and devotionally, um, yeah. in response to some of those, um, okay. Good. So, so let's start with just, just two big categories. Sure. Um, Jesus being actually human. Um, I, I think a lot of times in the Christian life, we have a view of Jesus 
I think this is the de facto heresy for, for Christology, for Christians. We have this view of Jesus that, yeah, he, he had a human body, but I don't think he was actually human, not like me, not like me. He, he was really just God in disguise. Yeah. And, 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 of course, that's, that's docetism. He only appeared to be human, but he wasn't really human. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's, that's the Superman heresy, where, where Clark Kent's not actually a human. He's Superman in disguise. He's a Kryptonian. With, with, he, he's not human. Um, and uh, so, so, so that's, that's the, the humanity of Jesus. The other, the other heretical view, not amongst Christians, but, but it's, the, it's, it, it's the view of Jesus that permeates the unbelieving culture would be what what I call the Batman heresy, where Jesus is really not he's not divine. I mean that's that's crazy talk, but he's he's certainly the most remarkable human who ever lived. Um, you don't. It's easy to criticize the church by by the unbelieving culture. It's really not popular still to to bash Christ, <laughs> right. to bash Jesus, right? right? And and so the 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 typical view of Jesus is. Hey, I, I'm willing to grant you Christians that Jesus was probably the most remarkable human who ever lived. He was the nicest, the kindest. He he was not hypocritical. He he practiced what he preached, unlike any person who's ever lived before. He he was remarkable, but divine? No, you you, you miss me with that, right? Um, well, that's the Batman heresy, right? Who's who's Batman? He he's. He's got no superpowers. He's yeah. just got, he's he's the most remarkable human superhero in the, like the whole universe, right? But he is still just a human. He's still just a human. It, trained by ninjas, incredibly wealthy, world's greatest detective, brilliant, all those sorts of things. But those are very human things, right? You know, he's 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 Sherlock Holmes with who's who's a billionaire who was trained by ninjas. And, and he's a science tech geek as well. So, but all of those are just human things. Right. right? Um, and that will get you nowhere, uh, when, when it comes to, uh, salvation. Right. We, we desperately need Jesus to be divine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a couple. And then after that, I don't know, was there... Uh, is, is, is yeah, there one I mean, that you run into? No. So, I mean, those are two of the more common... Um, heresies that I think youth workers are probably aware of. Can you walk us through some of the others um, that you address that might yeah. be less less familiar to our okay. listeners? Yeah. So um, the, I, I, we've been talking. I, I asked the question. It's it's really important that we that we get the answer to what happened at Bethlehem, right? Mm -hmm. And and the church struggled with it for a long time because yeah. it, it's it's not immediately obvious how anybody can be human and divine at the same time, right? And 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 so it's 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 really hard to wrap our arms around that, our mental arms around it. Yeah. Um, and so people people came up with with ideas that were easy to understand, but inevitably they they distorted the mm -hmm. the, the 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 Jesus of the Bible. Um, and, and the litmus test was usually, could the Jesus being proposed in this model have actually saved us, done, done what the Bible says that he did? Right. Um, one view that came down the pike was something called Eutychianism, where they said, okay, so Jesus is like this hybrid. He's got this blended nature as, as, as though you have a divine father and a human mother and they, and they create, uh, God man DNA or something. Mm -hmm. But, but the the church looked at that and they said, well, well, that's easy for us to understand. You know, we get it if you mix 
red paint with blue paint, you get purple paint. And yeah, but but if you have purple paint, you don't have red and blue anymore. Right. Um, and it's it was it's a vital importance as the biblical authors analyzed what happened at the cross that that Jesus be fully human and simultaneously fully divine. Um, and so I, I I liken Eutychianism more to like a I use Spider Man, but but I, I think Aquaman actually would have been a better uh, oh, analogy. Curveball for what's that? Curveball. Yeah, um, it, it probably would have worked better. But Spider Man is the highest selling comic book author. Yeah, of yeah. all time. So. You got to have Spider Man in there somewhere. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah. He's he's like the best of us, uh, even though he's not really one of us. That's the irony. It, isn't isn't it interesting? We were talking about Peter Parker. What what makes Spider Man so so wonderful is that he he seems to be very relatable. To it. he's this nerdy loser teenager kind of you know at, at, at least early on in in most of the instantiations yeah. um who who just he's 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 not good with the ladies he always says the wrong thing he's stumbling over himself all the time and um and he's so eminently relatable but but the problem with peter parker as being relatable is he's really not like us his his there he's, is something Spider-Man different about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he he's not an ordinary human like Bruce Wayne Batman. He's not ordinary in any way. He's so anyway. Um yeah, so so, so I call you Tickianism the, the Spider-Man heresy. If if you wanted to geek out on superheroes, I think I think Aquaman might work a little better cuz he had a a uh human father and a yeah. an Atlantean mother. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Um, so I, I think some of the, some of the things that I've heard, um, quite a bit, sometimes from speakers at like youth retreats, <laughs> yeah. and sometimes just from teenagers who are asking questions and trying to make sense of Jesus is, you know, um, in, in one book, I read something about, um, how we can, we can take comfort and follow Jesus's model and example because we have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus did and Jesus yeah. didn't use his God powers. And this is, yeah. so like, you know, Jesus didn't use his God powers to resist temptation. Mm -hmm. um, and so he had them, but chose not to use them. And, and so sometimes even just like being, f trying to be faithful and okay. Yeah. So he was divine, but he was human. And uh, yeah. Why is it troublesome to talk about Jesus' God powers, right? Like yeah. that's, that's a concerning phrase that sometimes yeah, it, it is can use to try to be age appropriate and whatnot. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I you know I, I I guess I would I might be kind of saying the same thing. I just use finer theological language. I I say something like this: um, Jesus in his at first advent ministry uh voluntarily chose not to exercise any of the attributes of deity that are inconsistent with authentic human experience so i i i might say something like that but but instead did the very human thing of relying upon the holy spirit so i i i might phrase it something like that um it's it's probably it's probably better to talk about attributes than it is like God powers because, yeah. because that phrase, once we start, that phrase triggered me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Once, once we get there, it almost, it, it, it's, it's, it almost feels like we're, 
we're lapsing into the comic superhero world where, you know, you have Green Lantern and his ring of power or something. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I actually used the, used the Green Lantern in one of my uh, heresies where, where he, the, the human who, who is chosen to be the, 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 the Green Lantern, he he has no powers at all. He, he he's he's granted this this ring of power, but he's granted those powers by virtue of of um of his his courage, right? And 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 in the past that was another bad view of Jesus that that, that he was just an ordinary human, but who was very pious, and because of that, God God chose him and adopted him and and gave him uh, the powers of the Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, and but 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 he wasn't divine. He, he was just a human with God powers, and um, I would think that God powers that language would 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 apply better to any of the prophets or apostles who did miracles by virtue of the power of God. Like Moses, for example. Uh, performed a number of miracles yeah. with something more akin to God powers than Jesus, who, who didn't have like God powers. He was God, is right. God, right. right? He is God. Um, and, and then there's the question of, you know, to, to go back to what we were talking about before. So is, is that how he fought temptation? Uh, he, 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 he didn't appeal to, to that aspect of his, of his nature, of his divine nature. Um, the, the biblical, the biblical answer to why did Jesus never sin? The biblical answer is because he fought temptation. All right. Fought it and fought it and fought it. So I was talking about this with um, my young adults Bible study Mm -hmm. recently. Um, And we were talking about the temptation of Christ, right? Could Jesus have sinned? Yeah. Um, So how do, how do we respond to that? question okay. right could, could jesus have sinned in, in yeah. light of the natures of christ yes so i i will say this christians of goodwill disagree on this yeah uh, but i think i'm right um well i, I we all think we're right, right. all the time yeah. right i yeah. I, I mean i don't self-consciously hold wrong views <laughs> i mean I, I, yeah. I, i'm gonna tell you what i think i know i'm wrong you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to do that um so i think i'm right about this um the the answer to the question uh, so so it, it depends on what question you're asking um could jesus have sinned i'm gonna say no to that because of his divine nature I, I, it is impossible for God to sin. I'm going to say no to that. Um, and why could not Jesus have sinned? I, I would say because he was God. But, but, but that's a very precise question. Why could Jesus not have sinned? The, the, the Bible doesn't really explicitly ask and answer that question. Why could Jesus not have sinned? It does ask and answer this question. Why did Jesus not sin? Why did Jesus not sin? And and the biblical answer to why did Jesus not sin is is not a hypothetical. It's 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 existential because he fought temptation. Yeah, because he fought temptation. And so so those are two different questions. Um, and 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 I don't think that the answer to one negates or diminishes the answer to the other. 
Um, because right. the, the Bible never offers that as an option. Right. In, in, in this sense, the, the Bible never says, well, it's true, Jesus fought temptation, uh, uh, but, you know, really, he never actually could have sinned. So it's kind of a, a, a weaker uh, example. But nevertheless, yeah. follow this weak example of Jesus, who, yeah. <laughs> you know, who, 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 who was sinless. Yeah. Um, no, the, the, the scriptures put Jesus out as someone to emulate right. and, and marvel at simultaneously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so he is a help in temptation. And and we are inspired by Jesus uh to to fight sin. Uh, we're we're not going to succeed like like he did. Um but we, that we, we're still encouraged to follow the example of Jesus. Yeah. We 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 read the temptation narrative and and there's a lot going on and it's and it's more than just a, a cookbook for how you fight temptation. It's it's way more than that. Yeah. But but we we do though look at what Jesus did and and how did Jesus it, in the you know the Matthew four Luke four temptation narrative say how how did he fight temptation? Um, he he, word of God certainly. But he'd also praying and fasting, right? And and the Holy Spirit is there bookending that passage, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, at least in the temptation narratives, how did Jesus fight Satan? Word of God, prayer and fasting, and presence of power of the Holy Spirit in his life, and and all of those are things that 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 we can go well. I I guess I could probably depend on the Spirit. I I could pray. I could fast. I could know the word of God and meditate on it and, and use the appropriate text yeah. at the appropriate time. You know, I, I could do all those things now. Um, and, and again, there's, there's way more going on there. It's, it, it's, it's yeah. not just a cookbook for how to fight temptation, but, but, but there is something to be learned there. Right. Well, and one of the things that helped me in, in my own kind of wrestling and grappling with it too, is recognizing uh, Jesus is fully God and fully human. Right. But uh, even in, in his humanity, um, he, he is, he has no sinful nature. Yeah. Right. So where, mm-hmm. where we are, we are fully human. I am fully human, but I have a sinful fallen human nature. Yes. The, yep. the, the human nature of Christ is a unfallen, sinless yep. human nature of Christ. And this is why he is the second Adam. Yes. Uh, so yeah. when he, when he faced temptation, um, he faced temptation the same way Adam did. Adam sinned. Exactly. Right. So yep. it's not like yep. Jesus in his humanity couldn't have sinned, but he, yeah. he, he, right, Augustinian categories of, you know, uh, um, and everything, uh, Jesus could not sin. Um, yeah. and, and so in Christ, right. Mm-hmm. in the Holy spirit sanctifies us and, um, yep. sanctifies us into the image of Christ. Then we mm-hmm. also re- receive, uh, the, the power of yes. the indwelling spirit to, resist temptation as yeah. Christ did. So, again, the per- doctrine of the person of Christ is it, it, so... It, it, yeah, it's it's all there. It's all there. Um, questions, because we're starting to run out of time, because okay. I'm enjoying this conversation too much. And <laughs> My answers are really long. I'll, I'll no, try to be more I, concise. I, I give... I ask... I'm notorious for asking really long questions, and okay. I give really long answers myself. So, you're good. Um when you look around today, um, I'm in New England. You're in uh, the the Northwest. Uh, we're both mm-hmm. in very secular, um, non-Christian uh, yeah. areas. So as you talk with with others who uh, maybe are Christians um, but didn't grow up in the church, or with others who are not Christians, 
Uh, what are some of the more common Christological heresies that you just hear from people? Um, and what are some ways that you are concerned, uh, both as a theology professor and as a pastor? Um, what are some ways that you're concerned that those heresies could be sneaking into the church without us yeah. noticing? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I, I'll repeat myself just a little bit, but put a different emphasis on it. I, I talked about the Batman heresy. Yeah. Um, for, for our young people, actually for, for any Christian, but this certainly applies to young people as well. Um, it, it is no fun to have people think poorly of you or look down yeah. on you or, or, or think that, that you're just one of those stupid Christians who, who believe ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it is very easy to find common ground on and, and very let me rephrase that it's it's very tempting to want to find common ground with your unbelieving friends when it comes to Jesus but go no further to to where basically you're left with Jesus is basically batman right yeah. he's he's the most remarkable human who ever lived and and your unbelieving friends will go that far and it's really tempting to stop right there I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree. Jesus is, <laughs> I would say it this way, he is the most remarkable human to ever live. Not mm-hmm. was, but is the yeah. most resp- remarkable human to ever live. I agree. But he is so much more than that, and we dare not stop there. Um, and, and, and I think there's a tendency in the church, at, especially when we're engaged with unbelievers, in their environments, you know, maybe not in the church service, hopefully not, but, but at least in their environments to, to, to go with them there and to be able to put your arm around them and they can put their arm around you and say, Hey, we agree. Jesus is the most remarkable human being who ever lived and just stop and then stop right there. But, but we dare not do that because Jesus is not merely the most remarkable human who ever lived. There, there's another nature to Jesus. And that's where I I mean, (laughs) Everything depends on that. Yeah. Everything depends on his humanity. Everything depends on his deity. Um, I, I, I think also maybe another uh, place where good Christology will intersect with good youth ministry because it intersects with anthropology is what is it to be human? Um, and, today. and yeah, uh, what, what, what is it to be created in the image of God? Mm-hmm. And Irenaeus uh, went so far, and I think he's right on this, to say we were not merely created in the image of God, but we were actually created in the image of God the Son. Mm. That, that's what it is to yeah. be. Now, that, that in Genesis 1 that talks about being created imago Dei, that, that, that anticipates the incarnation, because I, I don't know that Jesus or I, I don't know that the son could incarnate if human as a human and take that nature into himself if we were not created in the image of God. Is yeah. maybe there's a so many interesting a, theological rabbits. Yeah, yeah, maybe there's a chicken egg thing going yeah. on. There. But, yeah, um, but but when we look at Jesus, do we look at Jesus as 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 the blueprint for humanity? Mm-hmm. Uh, does does every young Christian, youth, a teenage Christian, yeah. look at Jesus, whether you're male or female, look at Jesus and say, my destiny 
is to be like Christ. And, and when I am glorified, I will be more authentically me than I have ever been. Yeah. When, uh, when, when you come to Christ and Jesus wants every aspect of you, right? Yeah. Jesus is not an, an add-on. <laughs> Jesus will not be an accessory to your life. He yeah. wants all of you. But what he does is he transforms you and, 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 and he knows you as creator. He knows you as creator and he has promised you a name that only he knows. Um, he, following Jesus, ironically, maybe counterintuitively to a lot of people, especially unbelievers and maybe some are Christians, following Jesus yeah. is actually the path to uh, human authenticity. Yeah. At, in a time, in every part, right? Our destiny is to be like him. Jesus Jesus is the pioneer of our resurrection, the human nature. I mean, Jesus is the greatest human who ever lived. He's, he is the most human of humans because he never sinned. I think a lot of our youth, a lot of Christians at times think that, man, I'm just not having fun. I'm not being authentically me because I'm not allowed to do these things. Jesus is just this task driver who wants to funnel me into this narrow category of no fun Christian, uh, monochromatic, everybody looks alike and talks the same. When the exact opposite is actually the case, Jesus has a, a destiny for you that is more unique than your fingerprint. Mm. And, and, and the irony is the world says, Hey, say no to God so you can be authentically you. And, and all that Satan does is pervert and distort. And he turns everybody into the same bland, sinful, look alike, talk alike, sound alike entities. And it's, and it ultimately is dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, so if, if we could look at Jesus, mind, body, soul, strength, heart, compassion, all those things that are aspects of our humanity and say Jesus is the model. He, he has all of those. And my destiny is to be transformed into his image where all of those different aspects of, of yeah. what it is to be yeah. human become mine. Um, then I think it could give maybe some courage and hope along the way. Yeah, that's really good. And I think what, one of the things that's interesting about that too is that all flows out from what sounds like a compliment, right? It mm -hmm. sounds like a really good affirmation for your non-Christian friend to say Jesus is the greatest human who's ever lived. Yeah, And yet it is such a devaluing mm -hmm. of who Jesus is and what it means for us to be Christian. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yes. all right, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on a time limit for this question. So you got two okay. minutes, all right? Because <laughs> um, right. uh, we're Speed wrapping round. up. Uh, we're wrapping up, and I want to honor your time here, too. Um, so as, as youth workers approach Advent and Christmas, what practical recommendations do you have for them about teaching the incarnation with simplicity and with theological faithfulness to just normal middle school and high school students? Yeah. I would look at the birth narrative for sure. Um, but then look at also simultaneously, don't stop there, but spend time in Philippians chapter two, uh, spend time in John chapter one. Um, look at the uh, Isaiah passages like nine and 11 that, that speak of this, this messianic figure who is, uh, who is empowered by the presence of power of the spirit. Um, so, um, 
and like like I I might be inclined if if I were doing an Advent series to to to, to do like the the Luke birth narrative, but then the next time say okay now now John has a different kind of birth narrative. Yeah, uh, it, it it's a different kind of perspective, but 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 it is the Jesus origin story, right? I'd yeah. probably use those terms yeah. even because I because that's my comic <laughs> background, comic book yeah. background coming yeah. out. Um, anyway, uh, I'll stop right there. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. Um, any final kind of reflections, encouragements, admonitions before we wrap up? No, just uh, preach Christ. Point to Jesus. He, he's he really is all that, and point to him in all the biblical truthfulness uh, that we 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 need. We desperately need Jesus to be everything the Bible says that he is. And but the the, the wonderful thing is, it's, it's not an un uh, an unmet need. He he actually is all those things. It's actually true. Yeah. Amen. All right. Hey, if uh, listeners want to connect with you, um, how would you recommend them doing that? Probably over social media, but how could they? Sure. Yeah. You can, I, I'm, I'm like the most boring Twitter follower ever or, or Twitter follow ever. Um, uh, you can, you can email me at Western Seminary. I have a podcast, Food Trucks in Babylon that, that we do. Um, yeah. I, I, but I do Facebook and Twitter and those, those sorts of things. I'm, I'm just not super active on it. I, most of my tweets are either book recommendations or me complaining about my sports teams. I'm, <laughs> so. All right. Hey, that sounds fun to me. So, Todd, thanks so much for your ministry. Um, thanks for joining us for this conversation uh, about oh, you bet. this. And uh, I think it's a, a really helpful resource. So, again, um, listeners, uh, Todd's books are linked in the show notes for this episode. So go pick them up. and. Don't just buy them, uh, buy them and read them. Um, your ministry really <laughs> will be will be better that way. Yeah. Thanks so. for having me on to talk about Jesus. Most of the time lately, whenever I'm on a podcast, it's to talk about pot, and I'd much rather talk about Jesus. Than <laughs> pot, so. Amen to that. Amen to yeah. that. So thanks again. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Youth Pastor Theologian Podcast. YPT's mission is to empower youth workers to pursue theological depth because we're committed to inviting students into a faith that's big enough to grow into. You can learn more about the ministry and other resources we offer at youthpastortheologian.com, and you can find us on most social media at Youth Theologian.